Hi, this is Eking Reyes, and you're on The Inspiring Leader. It's a podcast where we talk about things and stuff about life, love, and learning. On this episode, we are joined by one of the country's most prolific philosophical and patriotic artists. He's generally known for being a member of the Hapo Hiking Society and highly regarded for his solo work, Handog ng Filipino sa Mundo, a song that embodied the spirit of the 1986 People Power Revolution. He recently debuted his new song, Bayanihan Musikan, as part of a fundraising effort for the poor and the frontliners amid the COVID-19 pandemic. You'll often find him sharing his thoughts on writing on air, a personal blog that he has started since 2003. To all the listeners, please welcome Mr. Jim Paredes. Thank you, sir, for joining the podcast. Hello uh, to all listeners and hello to you. Sir, uh, you're in another country, actually another continent, so I'm going to start up with the questions. I actually gave up researching given the sheer magnitude of information already available about you. I'm just going to start with a typical fanboy question. How did it feel like performing at Carnegie Hall in 1987 during your annual U.S. tour? Was there was there a more surreal feeling for you as an artist after that? Well, there was there was a of course we were very high about it because you know I mean Carnegie Hall is Carnegie Hall and I remember being in the dressing room and we were rehearsing there and I was playing on the piano that a lot of great artists had played and on the walls were pictures of Frank Sinatra. Uh, Paganini, you know, classic artists na talagang, you know, of, of all genre. And there we were, Apo Hiking Society from, <laughs> from the Philippines. And we also found out that um, before, you, you can't reserve Carnegie Hall uh, for any artist alone. They also do their research. And so we were deemed worthy to be there. <laughs> so... It, it was really quite a thrill. It was, yeah, it was surreal, I would say. But at the same time, we were so innocent about it. So it was, it was really magical. And um, there, the, the management of uh, Carnegie Hall are the only ones who are uh, authorized to put a big sold-out sign outside your picture. So I didn't realize... To tell you the truth, it was wow then, I didn't, but I didn't realize how wow it was until months later when I learned all of these things. So that's what it felt like. So in 2006, you wrote an article in your personal blog entitled Maps and Tightropes. You quoted a legendary Japanese warlord in the 1500s there. And it says, the practice of Zen has no secret except standing on the verge of life and death. I was wondering if this uh, saying still resonates with you. Uh, yeah, pretty much. I mean, you know, uh, but you have to be in a certain state of consciousness to be able to realize it as, as uh, basic as that. Uh, most of us are really in this world asleep, you know, and, and not really awakened to things, no? But with Zen, it is really, there is no such thing as a, trivial thing and there is no such thing as an important thing uh, it's it's living in a world of contradictions where sabi nila you walk between life and death between truth and falsehood between all of that you take the middle ground of that so i don't know if i can really explain it because zen is really 
for the most part unexplainable but it's very experiential no? so yeah i pretty much believe that and i really believe that um to live in zen you must realize that the opposite side also has an opposite side that's one of the koans of zen and you also have to realize that uh um everything is important and everything is not important <laughs> they're they're really you know you you live in the world of uh contradiction you know with as much dignity as you can that is what it means to be in zen and to be human actually yeah i don't know if i explained that <laughs> in the film star article i actually read and I think it was Joey DeLeon who wrote that article. And I saw a picture of the apple with Tito Vic and Joey, which is ang, ang galeg, no? Kasi dati, puro song hit. Sa song hit ko lang <laughs> nakikita yung mga pictures niya together. But you guys were probably in a variety show together. Um, were there a, a group or an act in the Philippines whom you guys, when you guys were starting out in the apple, na parang benchmark nyo or you consider as rivals? Um, yes and no. Yes, in the sense that uh, the media made made us you know, rivals, no? Because they, you know, they, as I said, people want to see black and white, <laughs> not just black or white, right? So, and and people like a good uh, a good um, show. But personally, I felt I Apple never really competed. With anyone except itself, no, because we really looked at ourselves as just three not so talented people uh, in terms of singing, no. Well, we could write, we could write, but the thing is, people don't realize what you can write until you bring it to, you know, when, uh, when until the word becomes flesh, right? In other words, you have to record it. So we were competing with ourselves on how to be better and all of that. And we were writing our own stuff. The Tito Vic and Joey were doing spoofs, you know. So parang hindi naman talaga. No? I, I didn't feel it. No? I, I felt the media was was trying to push it, but I didn't bite. <laughs> as far as I was concerned, it was like, you know, we were three ordinary people, but when we got together, we were Superman. <laughs> three Clark Kents, as I said. <laughs> but and, and that was that was the game. That was how, how the whole idea was how we could vault in to be able to do what we wanted to do. And, and we did. Yeah. And, you know, Tito Vic and Joey and us and many others actually met in a TV show called OK Lang, which is, uh, not, people don't remember it anymore, but we were all unknown in a small TV channel called Channel 13 then. And we beat Nora Honor's superstar show, you know. And it was just an imaginative show where we wrote the script when we met right then and there. So it's just a series of jokes, a series of songs, and all of that. So ganun yun. So we all met there. And then we, when the show closed, we all uh, spun out doing our own career. So definitely Apple songs are very iconic, even your personal works. But if there ever was a song that you would have the chance to rewrite, or re-release at this time. What what would it be? Actually, I've done a lot of, uh, you know, when Apple closed down ten years ago, I started to do solo albums, no, um, because I still I, I just don't want to ever stop writing. You know? 
And I went back to the Apo catalog where I wrote some of the songs and I felt they didn't, they didn't make it for whatever reason. And I wanted to rethink them again. So I did rethink and re-record certain songs like A New Thing in My Life was a song I wrote in, the, in Apo's uh, Feet on the Ground album. And I felt it was a great song. It was about midlifing. And I rewrote it in Tagalog, which became even more, I think, more, mas may, mas may tama, no? I also rewrote um, Still Hung Up On You, um, a few others. I, I think, I think uh, songs are living things, and you can rewrite them, and you can put new DNA into them and stuff like that. No? Uh, some of them, when I re-recorded them, they, they didn't have what you call bridges. I put bridges on them. So, ganon. Post Apple, you're still very active, just like you mentioned. But you found a lot of time participating in songwriting workshops with other industry legends. So, how important was it for you to conduct these workshops and mentor up the artists and songwriters of the future? Well, I'll tell you how important it was, how important songwriting was to me especially when I was a young kid at 14, when I got the guitar, I actually learned a parallel language with the guitar. No? I mean, you know, when you're an adolescent, parang ano ka, you're inarticulate, you're withdrawn and all of that. And you could very easily go to drugs. You could very easily get into a depression and all of that. But I think music saved me. I really believe music saved me and gave me direction. And, uh, you know, I know there are a lot of songwriters out there who are stuck in their little world you know and they just repeat what they know and everything and sometimes you meet a mentor that really just opens you up and that's what i want to be for a lot of songwriters especially since i believe that um uh, opm is something we can be really be proud of so i, I like filipino songwriters to write their own stuff to make their mark in the world as filipinos that's why, to me, right now, I still, maybe 90% of the time, I still write in Tagalog because I really feel that um, it will be our own expression, our own Filipino-ness that will put us in the world. We will not make it in the world sounding like LA or New York or whatever sounding like an American pop. We're not going to make it in the world like that. The Brazilians made themselves, uh, you know, admirable in the eyes of the world as Brazilians, the Japanese, the Chinese, the everything. You know? We really have to develop that sound. And I think spreading the gospel of good songwriting will eventually lead us to that, at least in the field of uh, music, popular music. Yung creative process, sir, no? I'm, I'm quite interested. Paano yung process nyo? Were you formally trained in songwriting? Not really, because you started uh, at 14 years old. So how was that process for you, and how, how does it develop? How did it develop over time? Well, in the beginning, it's like uh, musings of, a, of an adolescent, you know, love and all of that, and, you know, self-doubt. And namababaw, di ba? Namababaw. It was more, siguro brought about more by biological rather than <laughs> than, than uh, well thought out uh, emotional um, expressions. But you know, 
the thing with songwriting is you have to get your feet wet. You have to start. And, you know, uh, for me, a lot of art, a lot of, if you're an artist, then you do artwork. It's not for you to judge what you do. It's for you to do what, what comes out, right? And learn skills along the way. You know? If you judge yourself too much, you stop writing. So sa akin talaga, let other people judge. But right now, this is as good as I can get at this moment. Sometimes I'm even better. I was better before. Sometimes I'm even better now. So that's my process. The important thing is quantity for me. Uh, I'll produce the quantity. God will take care of the quality by giving me inspiration. <laughs> you know, by uh, and and um, uh, awareness and paying attention and all of that makes the field wider, more open. Uh, as I said, uh, the more you do it, the more accidentally you will write a good song. So to me, the tip, the the formula for being an artist, a good artist, is quantity. No. In other words, uh, be accident. Uh, if if great works are accidental, then be accident prone. <laughs> uh, you get it? No. Yeah, yeah, I, I get it. You, you know, it. Sabi nga ni ni Wayne Gretzky yata yung ano yung he's I think he's a, a hockey player. Na, the more shots you don't do, the more chances you don't. You know, I mean, the more. The more shots, uh, tries you do, the more shots you'll probably get. And if you don't do it, yeah. there's no chance for you to get it, diba? So sa akin, go, go, go. Go, go, go. Yeah. Definitely Apple plus you has a lot of songs. No? But but there are two songs that I felt had a great backstory. Probably because I read I read it. So una yung Batang Bata, no? when, when your first child was born. And then yung Handog ng Pilipino sa Mundo. No? So yung parang foreground nun. Was there a song na hindi naman namin, kumbaga hindi mainstreamly alam ng mga tao, pero had a great backstory? Oh, gee. Well, the song Bawat Bata had a great backstory. You know the song Bawat Bata? Bawat Bata sa ating mundo. I, w- I went to Japan and I met this uh, manager of a very, very famous Japanese group. Um, they were called... Um, Gosh, I can't remember the name. <laughs> no. But uh, the manager wanted that Japanese group to, group to break into America. They recorded a song which was very good. But the song, but their English was really impossible. It's really, there's no way it's going to pass. So he asked me if Apo could sing the song and explore possibilities. The song was called Every Child Has a Beautiful Name. I said, I'd be willing to do that if you grant me the permission to translate to Tagalog and release it in the Philippines. So I wrote that, Bawat Bata Sa Ating Mundo. The lyrics, kanilay, every child has a beautiful name, a beautiful name, a beautiful name. They grow and change, but we're all the same. As people still, we're all the same. So what I did is, actually, I just translated it. Bawat Bata Sa Ating Mundo, may pangalan, may karapatan. Tumatanda, ngunit bata pa rin ang bawat tao sa ating mundo. And, you know, we made a big hit <laughs> with that. And uh, so that was, that was kind of interesting. Every song has an interesting background, actually. Pag pumunta, sir, sa Wikipedia, 
and you type in either Jim Paredes or Apo Hiking Society, there are a lot of other artists associated with uh, your work. So, ano sir yung sa tingin mo would be your most memorable collaboration as part of Apo or as an individual artist? You know, I haven't given that much thought, but siguro offhand would be Handog because I worked with a lot of artists there and uh, I really credit Eddie Moonhee who has written, arranged a lot of our songs because Eddie Mooney did not go to school at all. And he wrote the best brass work you can ever listen to, like with Panalangin, with so many of the stuff that we did. I would say that um, many people have re recorded Panalangin. There's so many versions on ano, and I just recently counted the millions nang, ano, millions nang nakinig sa Panalangin sa Spotify, no? As in more than 10 million. <laughs> so, Batam Bata is the same. When I met you, is the same. Uh, yeah. When I read through yung profile niya, sir, biglang I, I came across a name. Part of the original 15 Apo members. Nakita ko si Rick Segreto. Is that Rick Segreto, the singer? Rick Makaraig Segreto. Rick Segreto Yeah, yeah. yeah. Rick, Rick Segreto Makaraig. Uh, yeah. He was. And he was, uh, no, he, <clears throat> gosh, we met, we were like 15 years old or something. You know, when Apo was just a, a motley group. <laughs> um, yeah, uh, Rick was part of it, um, but only for about maybe two years or something. And then he left. And then when he came back years later, I, he didn't even contact me. I saw him on Eat Bulaga singing and I went to eat Bulaga to pick him up and said, hey, Rick, what are you doing here, you know? And then he established his career. And we were, we were good friends until, until he died. Just a month before he died, we had a long, long talk and everything, you know. But he was a member. Oftentimes, you're being asked, I mean, favorite na Apo song. You always say before, parang when I met you, and then I saw in one interview, you said, Ngayon, after di pa bago-bagong, before when I met you, ngayon, panalangin. So, hindi kita, hindi kita tatanungin ng sir, no? but I'll ask you, if you have like a top three favorite non-Apo song, no? parang of all time, if, if I ask you three songs na paborito mo talaga ever since, non-Apo, ano po yun, sir? Wow, that's hard. One would be overjoyed by, you know, by uh, Stevie Wonder. Siguro yung isa would be what are you doing the rest of your life, ni, you know, ni, ni Shelley Grand? No? And I would, ang hirap ng top three, you know? <laughs> and as I say, this top three will change also, <laughs> last, uh, change also yeah. the time. I, I kind of like, I really enjoy the song of, you know, Ryan, uh, tuwing umuulan at, you know, tuwing umuulan at, you know, lyrics, no? Pag mas ng ulan, hindi, unting dunarara. Yeah, it's just gorgeous, so gorgeous. At lang hindi mo, yun ang top of mind ko right now. No? What would be your advice for those who are starting out, no formal music background, but playing around with their guitars? So apart from, I, I'm sure you mentioned already, yung volume, no? yung volume. But as far as maybe the approach towards the songwriting process itself, 
aning mapapaya mo sir sa isang knowing what you know now and if you are starting out parang how would you go about it this is a general advice for everything that you want to do if you love something it exposes its secrets to you in other words uh, you know because i love my my son for example i know by expressions on his face what he means without saying anything right so if you love music that much you will know you will know the great secret the great potential of the from going to c to f and you can do so many melodies just from going to c to f no? now if you know all of those chords can you imagine how much uh, potential there is that you can explore and claim as your own so when you love something, you get into the details of it. No? And the details of it is really the story of songwriting. It is about the lyrics. It is about, uh, you know, how you use the notes. When does it take off? You know, your song has to take off. If, you don't, if it doesn't take off, nobody, nobody will, will like it. No? So at the same time, um, you know, because you love, you become selfless. So, um, what do you call this? You begin to, to work for, you go beyond personal expression to creating something beautiful. You know? In other words, objectively beautiful. So that's what it is. I, I don't know if that made any sense. <laughs> Pag nakikinig ako ng music niyo, sir, and I'm trying to put, minsan gusto mong lagyan sa ng label, eh, na anong klaseng music ito. May hirapan ako, sir, kasi parang minsan parang very jazzy, and then magiging para siyang parang Broadway style of music, and then biglang mapupunta ka dun sa um, yung may period kayo na you were you were rapping, meron mga yeah, yeah, yeah. Ano, parang indigenous uh, instrument, and then may mga talagang super na parang acoustic ballad lang sa meron may minsan puro folk naman sabi ko eh, hirap so how do you actually label your music was it just really OPM or you know what? Sound or? I think labels will kill you you really just have to let it jump from your heart and, and just do what, what where it wants to go di ba? parang ano yan eh parang you know songs have a life of their own and I think I really think that when you pay attention to it, you really allow it to come out in its original uh, intention, and that's what it is. Um, generally, but just call it pop, no? Pop songs generally, you can say pop songs in, in a jazz style, you know. So, but sa akin, ano eh, Parang the moment you call yourself and say I'm, I'm an R&B artist, medyo ano na yun eh. You're playing to the audience, no? Which is it's okay to play to the audience, but you know the first thing is it still comes from you. So let other people put the label. Your concern is just to write the songs, di ba? Parang ganon. Maybe your concern is whether it's good or bad. That's that's what it is, di ba? Oh, you've generated across your career maybe around 30 albums no kasama na yung individual pati yung mga uh, maybe the tribute albums mga ganun pero yung 
yung pag-produce ng album niyo, sir, and the, the type of, the sound of the music that comes with the album, was that a deliberate process for you guys? Like, nag-sit down ba kayo, sir, uh, nila Sir Buboy, nila Sir Danny, and say, oh, for this album, gusto ko ganito naman yung uh, tunog natin kasi nauumay na ako dito or uh, ito yung nauuso ngayon so maybe we should go towards this. Was there a process like that or basta kung ano lang yung kanta na? When we started, we were, you know, well, uh, not just when we started, but uh, we discovered that there was a sound of the three of us together that worked. You know? So we sort of kind of intuitively went with that. It was, it was really a group singing that was like um, mellow, gentle, wala masyadong sigawan, enthusiasm, pero hindi kami rock, hindi kami ano. And uh, we felt comf- found comfort in that. So basically, without even discussing it, we knew what it was. And we also knew that, in fact, whatever the song was, the moment we sang it, it became Apo. You know? Parang may sound na eh. May sound na kami Parang apo, parang ganun, di ba? So even when they hear like certain songs in English na hindi kami nag-record, parang apo, being nila. So it became that. Now, any any other group could have done that. Nauna lang kami. <laughs> With the sound of that trio that, that you know, actually when we when we do uh, when we do a a song, when we're all singing the same voice, you can't tell Danny's voice and Bubu's voice and my voice, it just really becomes, you know, because we've really learned to adjust to each other, yung tonality namin nag-adjust. When we don't sing for a long time, we need to practice to bring back that tonality, that, that particular sound. Kung talagang, it will be Buboy, Danny, and Jim all together, pero hindi swak. Pero sir, yung, was the non-singing part of your performance not natural? Uh, kasi ako before, sir, ng mga shows nyo, no? And then, ang expectation ko when I first uh, watched was, it, it was really a, parang yung vocalization nyo, kasi yun yung maaalala, yun yung parang talagang very impressive, no? So, nung nagpunta ako sa live show, expectation ko, it was really like that. Pero, may, may comedy, meron kayong mga skits. And then you guys were performing mga dance moves na sabay-sabay din kayo, may choreography. Was that natural for you guys or dinevelop na lang over time? You learn things along the way, you know? Like, uh, for example, there's a certain spiel that you say, di ba, na matatawang tao. Ang tendency mo, tagdagan yun, di ba? So it depends on what part of our career you watch. Some of them are really just very short. Sometimes it's a one sentence thing. Kumisan nagiging very elaborate na yung, yung part na yun, ano? So it, it goes with, with, with uh, practicing, with, with constant performance and everything. You know what works and what doesn't. You know when to hear it and when to, to hold back and stuff like that. It really comes with experience. And pati kami nababor kami sa, ano, sa repetition. No? Um, so it's, it's like Every time you perform, you try to do something different. Like for me, even holding the mic, like for example, how many, how many times have I sung blue jeans in my entire life? You know, that, that can be very boring. Sometimes, you know, you do it with your right hand and your left hand. It feels different. 
it feels different. No? Or you put an inflection on, a, say, Sige, 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 kahit sa skwela, balang araw, makikita mo, or makikita mo. Ganun lang, parang sa'yo, you create your own surprise and delight, which passes on to the audience. And I think that's really what's important about it. Because, because to me, to me, the reason why an audience want, watches you is because they want to go to a place they've never been. So you take them to a place where even you have never been by putting inflections, by changing something, diba? So that it's, uh, there's surprise and delight for both, diba? Sir, you started your blog early 2000s, na? Yung, yung blog niya. And then, even sa Instagram pictures mo, when you go down, it's just really nice, uh, different types of pictures that are there. You were involved in a should I call it musical din ba yun, sir? Yung bayanihan. Uh, but, but... Yeah, it's a... Parang theater work. Yeah, music oh, community. Oh. Yeah. And... Ano yun, sir? Parang ano ba? You're overwhelmed with ideas na kailangan talaga you express it like in writing or you shoot it. May, may makita ka, oh, I, I need to capture this or I need to create this. Is, was, is that yung... Kaya when I introduced you, sabi ko talagang very prolific Kasi talagang lumalabas lahat yung creativity mo, no? In, in, in everything. Ano yung feeling nun, sir? Alam mo, an artist can't keep it to himself, eh, When you think about it. Um, sabihin mo na, there's a certain type of narcissism there. But there's a narcissism, call it narcissism, but there's a narcissism that is, that liberates other people because they wanted to express what you wanted to express. You know what I mean? You spoke for them. You know, and there's narcissism that's really just narcissism. <laughs> so, parang in, in, I think an artist goes through that point where you jump from personal, you know, uh, we call this, from the personal experience, you, you, it becomes a common experience with everyone. It's like I, when I tell my, when I tell my students, for example, if you want to be international, you must be very local because you contribute from your local setting. Like the Italian stories, like for example, if you watch Cinema Paradiso, it's a story about a small Italian town that we don't even know about and we've never visited. And yet, when you watch it, sakay na sakay ka kasi may, may human aspect, di ba? So parang ganun din ang artist. From the personal, you bring it to something, you know, a common to mankind, no? And that's that's what it really is. And as an artist, you must be able to do that. Otherwise, it just becomes esoteric. And you know what I mean? Yeah. Writing on air, sir. Yung blog niyo. So inis. <laughs> ko. Okay, yung title na to eh. Pero uh, how did you choose that title for your blog? Actually, it was a choice between writing on air and writing on water. I have a book called Writing on Water, which actually means, uh, you know, you see it for a second and then it's gone. So it's like you capture, something as a Zen, insight is like a dove that perches on your lap, but it doesn't stay there forever. It must fly away too. But you had that moment. No? So writing on air, you know, it's like you had that moment when you wrote it, then it's gone, you know. 
everything is really just passing, clouds passing by. You know, if we writing on water is the same thing, diba? And that is really my my philosophy in life. Really, it's really I totally believe that everything that happens is temporary. You know, it, I mean. Uh, in Zen, there's a saying which goes, what was your original face before you met your parents? Before your parents gave birth to you. Meaning, what is the real you without your inheritance of your parents' name? You know, without uh, your education? Because you are not born educated, so it, therefore, it's something put on, right? Uh, you did not have a famous career when you were born. You built it. So it's something put on again, diba? So what is it? What is it? What is true about you that will be true for all time? Which is really hard question to ask. What is true before you're born and after you die, diba? It's the eternal thing. All of us are going for the eternal thing while living in a temporal world. Diba? So that's why you write on air. It'll be gone. But hopefully somebody catches it, diba? So that's it. I, I don't know if you're understanding me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually getting you. And uh, napapaisip tuloy ako. So again, yung introduction ko, philosophical. Oh. <laughs> I, I am <laughs> really, you know, I, I'm really quite uh, philosophical. And uh, talagang ano, I, I really believe that, uh, uh, what do you call this? In it, in everyone, is really a gift of something. Even the people you hate have a gift, except that you don't see it because of many other things, right? I mean, you really, but there are moments, there, there are moments when you, you, when you peek through it and you see the eternal, even in the temporal, diba? That's why a, a creative moment for me is I don't count the hours. It's like sometimes you're already 15 hours in the recording. And you go, 15 hours, ma parang hindi. Kasi you're really lost in, in that eternal moment of creating, di ba? Everything is being created all the time. No? So parang ganun. For to me, that's, that's the joy in life. <laughs> that's the joy in artistry. Last question ko, sir. You were a celebrity for the most part of your life already, di ba? And I, we know na yung family time is really hard when you are at the top of your career or the peak of your career. And recently, nakita ko, nag-share ka, I don't know if it's in your Instagram or sa blog mo, na parang you had a drink with your son. <laughs> yeah. So how's that experience? You, How would you describe that feeling that finally I get to have these moments no, with, with my child? Well, I've had many moments like that, but to go back to being a celebrity, it's really true that I do realize that we are too busy pursuing careers sometimes and we miss out on graduations, we miss out on a lot of family time. And we have children who grapple with the fact that their father is a celebrity. And that's a very two-edged sword. Sometimes it works for you, sometimes it doesn't work for you. So that's the reason why I actually moved to Australia because I wanted my kids to really... Uh, make their own mark in their own world, you know? 
it's their choice to come back to the Philippines. But I, I told them, you know, enjoy a functional democracy without without your father's name uh, being dragged into it. You know, earn your own chops, make your own mark, and and like that. But yes, enjoying moments with my family is is, is truly amazing. Um, you know, I am truly blessed to have been given the family that I have. And uh, celebrityhood for me is something that is not present in Australia. That's why I like it here. I, I ride the, the, the train, sometimes in slippers, in shorts. Nobody gives an F, you know, <laughs> they don't know me. And that's it. That's their way. And I'm going native and who cares, right? So, ganun. And, and the no, celebrityhood is one of those things that will also pass. As I said, it's something made up, diba? Something made up. I think the pursuit of life, the pursuit in life is really all about what does not fade out. What does not, <laughs> you're searching for the eternals. And art is one of those uh, portals. Uh, Zen is one of those portals too. And I think that's, in the end, that's really what it is. Although, you know, enjoy whatever shows up. You know? uh, sometimes it's uh, irritating, but that too shall pass. Sometimes it's really great and, you know, ego boosting, but that too shall pass. <laughs> so, you Celebrityhood is not permanent. Before I close, I'd like to request maybe from you, although you've said so many nuggets of wisdom already, maybe some inspiring words for all the listeners. When I say all, that's not really like millions or even maybe a, maybe a couple of thousands, siguro, so not really <laughs> that much. But to, to the listeners of the podcast, uh, maybe you could give some inspiring words, particularly you know, given the public health situation right now and given that there's no vaccine yet, so there's really a lot of uncertainty going on. Yeah. Uh, well, to all your listeners and to everyone in the world, I would really say, like to say that this COVID thing is really, wow, I, I, I still have to meet a person who is not affected by it. It's something that, that's a monkey wrench thrown into what everything that we know about how to conduct ourselves in life. And it's also a call to Radical change when you think about it. There, there are certain, in fact, I just wrote this article which is going to come out this Sunday. There are certain things that we really must accept from here on. That the world has changed. We must change with it. And the change must involve uh, us being uh, less selfish and think more of others. I mean, you could be a carrier of the disease, so you must be polite and wear a mask and, and not, you know. Not just polite, but be, be love other people by by sparing them of of what you could be carrying, right? And vice versa. And uh, also, it gives us an example. It tells us also that at the same time, we must value every interaction. You know, we've taken for granted seeing our friends, our relatives, and like, yeah, okay, no big deal, and all of that. But uh, that experience is not going to be as easy as it used to be before. No? You'd always have that thing. 
Um, as a performer, I don't know when I'm going to have another live concert, and that that really saddens me. But at the same time, I'm still a songwriter. I can still write, you know, and I probably will do that with lots of uh, loss of income. But, you know, as I said, everything changes in the world. Nothing is permanent. Um, also, I think COVID is a call to greater spirituality. I'm not saying re re religiosity, you know. Greater spirituality about what really all this means. When the moment you look internally, you're going to your your spiritual world, no? And ganon <clears throat> yun. But at the same time, despite everything, if we really just awaken to things, there's the there's the beautiful sunset that I posted on IG yesterday, you know, which is still free which will still happen whether we are masungit or not. <laughs> There's still the flower that grew in your garden, which you must be awakened to and just say really a simple thank you to. Right? There's still so many blessings here. So you want to keep saying you have to think like that. If you don't, if you fall into this depression about what you've lost and all of that, wow, it's, it's really hell. And we don't have to live in hell, you know, Maybe later when we die, if we, <laughs> but we don't have to live in hell right now. We, we can find nuggets of, of joy everywhere. You know? So basically, that's really all I have to say. Uh, you know, ha have a continuous dialogue with the universe. I think that's important. You know, when I took that sunset yesterday, I told myself, "Oh God, nagyayabang ka na naman, ah." <laughs> you know keep doing it keep doing it i love it i love it you know and the thing the, what's so great about that is he, he will do it whether you notice it or not in other words a god behaves like a god right yeah does not need your your thanks an artist must behave the same way an artist is an artist is an artist your duty is to create if we can all find that within ourselves, what is our what what is what are we all about, and what are we gonna do for free, whether people appreciate it or not? This is the time to do it, right? Because you're you're not doing anything. That's it. <laughs> okay, langin, sir. Sir, uh, again, I'd like to thank you. No, you're two hours ahead. I guess you're way past lunch. Oh, I, I think apologize very late for, lunch. No, for extending. Yeah, I just had breakfast at 10 here. <laughs> yeah. I really admire your work. I really admire the things that you do, not just in art, but also the way you participate in politics. No, so that I, I really appreciate that as a citizen. And I'm 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 really thankful na nag uh, for this interview. I'm sure uh, a lot of people are asking you Sam. So thank you for the support. And I hope that when things do settle, if you ever get to have a live show again, uh, I hope to get there and then shake your hand and maybe reintroduce myself. So hopefully we Oh, let's go that. beyond that. Let's have coffee. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. I'm going to say that because I'm frustrated. Sure. Ano sir, eh? Look. Uh, uh, as, hindi, frustrated singer, wannabe musician, but aspiring songwriter, ako, sir. But <laughs> no, ah, if you send it to me, 
expect honesty, yeah? okay? You mean you wanted me to critique it live as it's played right now? All right, let's do it. Play one. After research, as in talagang, ano ko, seryoso ako na I really want to be a songwriter. Well, at least at some point in my life, na parang pumunta pa ako sa uh, Phil's Cup ba yun? Phil's Cup. Na, na ano, no? I tried to apply as a member, pero parang you need to have a published work yata before you can be you need to have part a, of Phil's Not a published Cup. work. Uh, work that has been played on radio or, oh, or, or okay, public okay. or concerts or something. Parang may ganun eh. Yeah. Oh, tapos parang I I'm I was trying sa Facebook kasi sa so nakikita ko sa so parang tina-try ko pa ibenta yung sarili ko. Nasabi ko, ah, actually ano, I composed a couple of songs for a corporate event, diba? Ganun. But, but apparently it doesn't count. <laughs> you know, I'm I'm going to be doing a workshop very soon, songwriting workshop on on Zoom. Yes, sir. And I'm only taking 15 students because uh, yung workshop the course I teach in Ateneo about songwriting is really one song per week. In other words, you have to write yeah. one song per week, no? So it's it's kind of like, uh, ano, medyo challenging siya for those who sign up, no? But, you know, we will, we will, I will, the song you write per week will be dissected, will be analyzed, you'll get feedback and all of that, no? I'll announce very soon. If you're really serious about it, you know, yeah, you might want to apply, pero hindi libre to. So, oh nga sir, inisip ko nga, ang, ang reply ko na sa'yo is, if I can afford it, I'll be there. <laughs> it's ano, it's uh, 15 students lang. And it's gonna be yeah. set at a certain night. Parang, parang pumasok ka sa college. It's like, Tuesday, Thursday, you know, Saturday, and at a certain time, one and a half hours per session. Where you submit homework, about the song that you've made, uh, finished or not finished, submit. Parang ganun. Um, minsan kasi like, sir, may, may, may kwento ka, like one morning, na oh, gawa mo yeah. na yung isang kanta. May, kan, may kanta ka rin ba na, may kanta ka rin ba sir, na parang it took you like, uh, like a year, a year to finish, or tinigil mo muna, and then you had to come yeah. to it. May ganun ka ba? When I met you was ano, before I wrote that part, you taught me how to love, you showed me a tomorrow. I was stuck with the no. You gave me a reason and it all began when I met you. Seven months later, ko pinikap yun. And you know, I didn't force it because it wasn't there. You know, it was on the seventh month when I played it and all of a sudden, wow, pumasok lahat. You know, some of them come in parts, some come as a whole. You know, but for me, the the song that you make that is easiest to make is the most successful song because that means it has percolated inside. Na ano mo na, na, nanguya mo na, di ba? So, madalina, madalina. Yung mga iba kasi parang ano eh, I don't believe in the intellectual approach to a song eh. You know? Parang sa akin, a lot of, when you intellectualize something, halatang halata eh. But when it suddenly just springs out of you, that's the best. But you have to be able to pay attention to your feelings for that to happen. You know, at, at least the, the initial the initial inspiration must be something that just jumps out of you. Ito, sir, na download ko na siya. Tapos, i-critic mo ako ng severe, sir. Okay. Di 
Ibat-ibang karanasan Ibat-ibang pananaw Pinagtagpo ng tadhana Pinagbuklod ng aral Tiwala sa kapwa Tas kamay huwag mahiya Sumamat magsalita Ito ang tips na lang Subay-bayan ang show ng bayan tips Abangan Tuloy-tuloy ang kasiyahan tips Tarana Tulog-sunod ang kaalaman tips I-click ang link Ito ang tips Ah, okay. First of all, um, in start mo, iba-iba, di ba? The pronunciation is iba-iba. It's not iba-iba. So, sa delivery mo, dapat iba-iba ang, you know what I mean? You don't bend the, you don't bend the accents to the melody, no? Uh, the, the, yeah, the accents to the melody. That's very, very important. It, it some, sometimes comes out very awkward. Diba? You don't say really iba-iba. One. No? Second, after tadhana, did you say there may, may a word dun? Uh, 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 parang pinag, pinagtagpo ng tadhana. After that, dapat pataas ka na, melody. In other words, you know, parang aeroplano, diba? You're just... But you have to fly right away. Otherwise, ano, you miss an opportunity for the song to take off, as I said. Di ba? And then you can go back to yung tips na ano, that's your refrain, eh, di ba? Yun na yung refrain mo. Pero dapat itaas mo. Tapos, ano, pwede ka bumalik doon. Pero sana ibang key na yun. Aha. You see what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So when you, when you deconstruct it like that, mag-iiba yung shape. Pero may take off na. That's uh -huh. just a quick analysis, no? Pero ganun yun. But I kind of, you know, I think it's promising. Parang ano yun yun? Say, one, two, three, four, down. Iba-iba ang tera para tara-taran. Pang, tarararan. Hindi, hindi tarararan, di ba? Boom, tarararan. Yeah. Same notes, but ibang value ng notes, di ba? Mas ma, mas ma, nagiging ano siya. Eight notes yata or, or ano, or something. Was that fair? Thank you for doing this. Oh, yeah, yeah. That's it for today. Let me know what you think. Send in some questions and perhaps share this episode with people you know who might be interested to listen. Till the next episode. Cheers! Cheers!